Dr. Jackie, and welcome to today's pep talk, listener question, distractions from internal work, episode 15.5. In today's pep talk, I will address a listener's question regarding unhealthy behaviors, which distract us from addressing internal limiting beliefs. I am calling the listener Tina, which is an alias. Tina shared that 10 years ago, she was following an anti-inflammatory approach to eating, and she indicated in her words that it cured her headaches and also, to her surprise, the joint pain that she was experiencing. And of course, I need to take a moment to just give a shout out to nutrition because you know how passionate I am about nutrition and its impact on physical and emotional health. And Tina, I just love the fact that you acknowledged that eating an anti-inflammatory eating according to an anti-inflammatory diet assisted you in addressing some physical issues that you had. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. And I'm hopeful that that will be encouraging to other listeners who may be dealing with some physical or emotional symptoms. And this is just some evidence that it really does, that our nutrition really does impact those symptoms. Tina went on to indicate that over time, she began eating more inflammatory foods. And over the past two weeks, Tina has returned to the the anti-inflammatory approach to eating with the primary goal of wanting to help herself feel better psychologically. Tina said, what has hit me in the past two weeks of eating only nuts, seeds, meat, fish, vegetables, and some fruit, lots of berries, is that I truly was numbing uncomfortable thoughts, knowledges, and memories. Without treating myself or comforting myself with food or a glass of wine or vodka, I had to sit with those true thoughts and feelings. I had no idea to what extent I was numbing my feelings and knowledges. This past two weeks of stripping away the comforts has been to realize that I have needed to be perfect. Until I stripped away the ways I was comforting myself and sat with the failures, I couldn't recognize, process, and cope with those feelings. Tina shared in her note to me that she is great in a crisis. She does not have anxiety or self-doubt. She's able to jump in and do what she needs to do. And she also shared some brave adventures that she's been on, again, without, without any issue in doing that. However, Tina went on to say, what makes me crumble is the idea that someone will see I have made a mistake. Tina went on to share with me the the realization that she did not need to be perfect assisted her in connecting that she no longer needed to feel anxiety about possibly making a mistake. Tina asked me to talk a little bit about this process of utilizing defense mechanisms and how working to remove those defense mechanisms can allow us to access deeper issues that lie within us. 
Conversely, Tina, I want to applaud you on the work you are doing, really taking the time to really go within yourself and identify any areas that might be hindering you in your life. I applaud you for that. And the diet that you described is very much a paleo approach to eating. And of course, I am a huge, huge fan of of a paleo approach to eating. Secondly, the fact that you recognized nutrition impacts your psychological health and that one of the reasons or the primary reason for returning to an anti-inflammatory approach to eating was due to wanting to feel better psychologically because absolutely when we have inflammation in our body, we have inflammation in our brain. Again, just a high five to you on connecting those and really wanting to support your body in in such a good way. And then on a little side note for you, Tina, although this might be something that might help someone else as well, I you had mentioned in your note to me that a practitioner that you had worked with said that you have a reactive immune system and that, um, you know, the, the sugar and alcohol can be real triggers for that. And although, yes, I'm not a fan of sugar, I do believe that it is understandable and appropriate for people to have treats once in a while. My preference would be that that type of treat would be um, sweetened with honey or with maple syrup or black molasses, stevia, something like that versus just white refined sugar. And of course, alcohol, I'm going to be a big believer in, in moderation with that. Nonetheless, I just wanted to mention that there could be another underlying issue that is impacting your immune system. It could be. So even with changing your diet, I recognize that you noticed a significant improvement in symptoms. Um, it's also knowing that there might be something else such as exposure to mold. It could be heavy metals. It could be uh, one of those tick-borne or mosquito-borne illnesses such as Bartonella or Babesia. There's just a whole host of other pathogens that possibly are underneath the surface, so to speak, that also might be wreaking havoc on your immune system. And a candida overgrowth can definitely be due to diet. It also can be due to heavy metals. And I believe in your note to me, you had mentioned candida at one point. And so I just wanted to mention that that can be uh, due to a heavy metal uh, exposure or because it's the body's way of attempting to protect itself from the heavy metals. Again, just wanted to throw that out as something maybe when you're working with practitioners, you may want to explore that there might be another underlying pathogen that might be contributing to your immune system issues. Um, There were two points, Tina, that you made that I want to comment on because you were just spot on with them. And that is that food and substances themselves can negatively impact our psychological health because they create inflammation. And when we, again, we have inflammation in our body, we have inflammation in our brain. And I talked about this also in podcast episode number 13, the trickery of the food industry and how food negatively impacts our body and our brains. The second point that you made was how food and substances can distract us from what's going on internally. And that can be, I think you had mentioned, whether that be food or alcohol. It's also recognizing that there's other 
substances and other behaviors even that can distract us because the very act of doing that behavior is hindering us from going within ourselves. So whether it's having that glass of wine, whether it's smoking marijuana, whether it's another behavioral activity such as overworking or gambling, overcommitting oneself, shopping, pornography, overexercising, binge eating, anorexia. I mean, the list really does go on and on of behaviors that we can utilize that are hindering us from going in. So again, the food or the substances themselves create inflammation. And then also the behavior, whether it's drinking or eating, but also it could be the other behavioral behavior such as the overworking, gambling, those kinds of pieces, the very act of doing those things also hinder us from going in. I recognize that we, I think you had said, Tina, that you felt that you were treating yourself or that you were comforting yourself in some way by having the glass of wine or by eating a little treat. And you're right, we tell ourselves that's what we're doing, but in reality, we're really hurting ourselves. It's, again, we're creating inflammation with some of those foods and substances, but also then we're distracting ourselves from going inward and doing that work. What can a person do to shift away from the distracting behaviors? Well, this one's a tough one. And first of all, we need to be ready and we need to be open to it. And clearly, Tina, you were. You were ready to say, okay, I want to do something differently. I've regressed back to eating more inflammatory foods. I'm feeling it and I want to, to take a moment and to clean up my diet which then also allowed you not only to feel better physically, but allowed you to recognize psychologically that the, the, the food and alcohol was hindering you. One of the things that we can do to help ourselves to minimize or to remove distracting behaviors is to take time to slow down and to go within. One of the ways that we very much can distract ourselves is to be so busy. We can be just running from place to place doing. And I mean, if if nothing else has come from this pandemic, I think one would be that for most people, not all, but for most people, they've slowed down. Uh, many people are not able to go to the office to work and many activities that people did they're not able to do now and having this time to slow down allows us to go in and do that internal work and it also allows us to see maybe the activities in our life that were distracting us that they really weren't value added because maybe we were over committing or we were just running from place to place to place to place without there maybe being purpose in it. I'm not, of course, saying that we don't need to be doing things, whether that's going to the gym or taking kids to activities, but I do believe that we have the ability to overcommit and overdo where we're just busy. It's not being fruitful. It's just busyness, and that busyness itself can distract us from from going within and identifying maybe what we're, we're unhappy about internally or something that's unsettled. And really taking that time to slow down and to go in to explore what is 
is happening. And I'm also going to be a fan of eating clean. Just as I mentioned earlier, when we eat a whole foods diet, we're eating real foods, we minimize if not remove inflammation. And if we remove that inflammation, we are definitely going to be able to think more clearly. We activate that prefrontal cortex and that prefrontal cortex is the adult. It's that critical thinking part of our brain. And when we remove those inflammatory foods, those processed foods, then we're able to think more clearly. Also, if we're using substances such as alcohol or marijuana, we are, it's, they're depressants and they are going again, going to hinder us from being able to think clearly and to go in inside of ourselves and do that internal work. And, you know, typically a person feels kind of groggy and not really with it, not firing all cylinders when they're using alcohol or they're using some other substance. Even if it's excess sugar, that can even be something, or excess processed foods. Again, we can create that inflammation and that has us feeling kind of groggy and unmotivated and that hinders us from from doing healthy work for ourselves. Tina, you described the fear of making a mistake and how someone thinking less of you is a concern. I want you to know you are not alone in this fear. This is unfortunately incredibly common. And part of, of, part of this um, way to, to challenge that, so to speak, is one is recognizing most of the time people are not watching us and criticizing us at the level that we imagine. Most individuals are pretty focused on themselves. And I don't mean that in a, in a, in a negative way, like in an ego way, just most people are pretty self-conscious and they're thinking a lot about themselves and really struggling to, you know, to be looking outward and noticing flaws in other people. And part of it is also that we need to work on accepting ourselves and we need to work on loving ourselves. And if we love ourselves and we believe that we're doing the best that we can do at any given moment, we will not have a fear that others are thinking less of us. And if we accept ourselves and we know that we're doing the best that we can, if we do make a mistake or if we do something that we're concerned maybe upset someone or someone might view negatively, we have the ability to acknowledge that. We can say something to that person about it. In fact, just the other day, I had um, had a session with a client, and I was concerned that maybe I offended that individual during the session. And I went ahead, just picked up the phone, I called the client and said, you know, I'm hopeful that I I didn't offend you with um, our session today. And I didn't call myself names. I didn't tell myself I was a horrible human being. I just had this feeling and it was kind of sticking with me. And I thought, you know what? I just need to reach out and ask ask this person if I offended them. And if I did, I want to be sure to apologize to them. And then move on from there, right? And that's the part. We, we will say and do things that upset other people. We will say and do things that someone else doesn't agree with. And it doesn't even mean that we intentionally do it. It's just simply something that can happen. And if it does, part of it is ideally we'd like for the person to let us know so that we can apologize. But the other part is if we have concerns about it, we have the ability to then apologize and, you know, make amends for for what happened. It's just so important that we work on accepting ourselves and, and really, I mean, other people as well, us not being critical of other people, but what we're talking about today is more about what's going on within ourselves versus with other people. 
So again, that doing that internal work, there's a piece of it is, again, recognizing that most of the time people are not assessing us in the same way that we're assessing us, but the other piece is us working on accepting ourselves, knowing that we're doing the best that we can at any given moment. And when when we do, we're, um, how do I want to say this? It's so easy for us to judge ourselves on the other side. When we have all the information, it's so easy for us then to go, woulda, shoulda, coulda, right? And it's recognizing that most of the time we don't go into situations intentionally wanting to mess up or intentionally wanting to hurt someone. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, how can I offend this person? I want to go into this situation and purposefully offend them. Or I want to purposefully make a mistake on this project so um, when I turn it into my teacher or to my supervisor, they point out the mistakes that I made. I don't think most people go into situations intentionally wanting to mess up. And I think if we recognize that we do the best that we can in the moment, we can work on not being critical of ourselves. If you are someone who is critical of yourself, or you are possibly utilizing some unhealthy distractions to avoid going within yourself, what you can do is take a moment to sit quietly and identify what you do not like about yourself. Are there certain traits maybe about yourself that you would like to be different? Maybe you are someone who is chronically late or you procrastinate or habitually lie. Those are very specific traits that you have the ability to work on. And if you sat down and said, okay, I'm being critical of myself or I feel this need to be perfect. Is there something specifically about me that I don't like? And if it's something tangible such as that, though, and what I mean by that is being chronically late, procrastinating, lying, those are things you actually have the ability to work on. If you're saying something really subjective, such as I'm a loser or no one likes me, those are simply just labels. It's subjective. We don't have any evidence. And that would actually be the question I would want you to ask yourself. What evidence do I have that I'm a loser or that no one likes me? Because those kinds of statements aren't going to help us. There's not an ability to work on that. And we really want to take a moment to be able to look within and say, okay, is there something really about myself that I don't like? Now, if you're someone who's utilizing the unhealthy distractions, the unhealthy behaviors to avoid something in your life, I would encourage you to sit down and take a moment and say, what might that be? Is there something, am I using alcohol or drugs or food or overworking, overcommitting, right? Am I using those kinds of things to avoid what's going on inside of me? Are you, have you experienced childhood trauma? Or have you had a trauma as an adult? Is there a relationship that you're in that you're not happy in or that's unhealthy for you? Or maybe a job that you're not satisfied in? It's taking that moment to say, okay, am I avoiding? Am I utilizing these behaviors as a way to distract myself? We really need to work on accepting ourselves, knowing that we are doing the best that we can. And if there are areas in our within ourselves that we're not satisfied with or that we're running from, that we really take a moment to identify those so that we can work on them to be at peace and to be the healthiest version of ourselves. If we are using 
behaviors such as alcohol or substances or workaholism, whatever that might be, to avoid going within, we're probably not living our best life. We're probably not at peace. And I think the one thing that's so important for me, for everybody that I work with, is I want them to have a sense of peace. People talk about happiness and being happy. I typically talk about wanting people to experience moments of joy and wanting people to have an internal peace. And as Tina recognized for herself, there were these coping mechanisms that were hindering her from going within and identifying some ways in which she didn't feel at peace. And by recognizing those, she was able to, you know, remove them and then experience a life that was much more peaceful. Tina, thank you so much for writing in and and for asking me to talk a little bit more about this and again I applaud you for the work that you're doing and I'm hopeful that this was helpful to others and I I want to encourage you if you have a question that you would like to have answered on the podcast or a topic that you would like to have covered please go to my website and click on that submit a question tab and feel free to write in to me I just love hearing from you and I I love responding then via the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and I encourage you to do one thing purposefully to attain true pep.